I am Anansi, keeper of stories. Settle down while I stir the pot. Join me while I spin a tale. Welcome to Anansi Storytime. I'm your host, Jackie Asido. Today we have a story about a nightmare of a deal that goes roughshod when horsing around gets in the way. Our story is called The Building of Asgard's Wall. Our players are Joseph Kabinsky, Thomas Sixton, Matt Olaf Hinton, and Tara. Please enjoy. Come, sit, listen. I once heard a story that started like this. Long after the Golden Age, after the great war between Aesir and the Varnir, the wall around Asgard was still in ruin, a ring of rubble, the home of eagles and ravens. The gods were anxious that the wall should be rebuilt so that Asgard would be safe, but none were eager to take the heavy burden of rebuilding on their own shoulders. This is how matters stood for some time until one day, a solitary figure on horseback cantered over the Rainbow Bridge and across the plain of Ida to Gladysheim. The gods and goddesses gathered to meet their visitor, who tied up his stallion and stepped forward to the middle of the hall. He was surrounded by Odin and the twelve leading gods, each sitting in his high place, and by a throng of gods and goddesses. Odin eyed him piercingly. What do you have to say? Only this. I'll rebuild the wall. There was a stir in Gladysheim as gods and goddesses realized that there must be rather more to the builder than met the eye. The wall will be much stronger and higher than before. So strong and high that it will be impregnable. Asgard will be secure against the rock giants and the frost giants, even if they barge their way into Midgard. However... I'll need 18 months. 18 months from the day I begin. That's may not be impossible. It is essential. And your price? I was coming to that. Freya as my wife. The beautiful goddess sat bolt upright. As she moved, her golden necklace and brooches and armbands glittered and flashed. Even the gold thread in her clothing sparkled. None but Odin could look directly at her. Freya, fairest and most beautiful of goddesses. This That's impossible. Let that be an end to it. I'll also be wanting the sun and the moon. Freya, the sun and the moon, that's my price. How dare he, how dare he. Loki's voice rose out of the hubbub. Every idea has its own merits. Don't dismiss it out of hand. All the gods and goddesses turned to look at the sly one and wondered what was passing through the maze of his mind. We must give this plan a thought. We owe our guest no less. So the builder was asked to leave Gladysheim while the gods and goddesses conferred. As they began to discuss the idea in earnest, Freya began to weep tears of gold. How can you consider selling me to one such as this? Don't be so hasty. We could turn this plan to our own gain. Supposing we give this man six months to build the wall. He, he could never do it in that time. Exactly. You cannot be listening to Loki. Odin smiled. So what would we lose by suggesting it? If the Builder won't agree, we lose nothing. If he does agree, he's bound to lose. Loki slapped his sides and rolled his eyes. We could have half our wall built for free, for nothing! Although the gods and goddesses were a little uneasy about taking Loki's advice, they could see no way to fault the trickster's scheme. 
Indeed, several of them wished they had thought of it themselves. When the Builder had come back into Gladysheim, Odin was ready with his answer. Six months. If you build the wall within this time, you can have Freya as your wife. And take the sun and the moon too. Six months. The Builder shook his head, but Odin continued. Tomorrow is the first day of winter. You must agree that no one will come and help you. And if any part of the wall is still unfinished on the first day of summer, you forfeit your reward. Those are our terms, and there are none other. Impossible terms, and you know it. He paused and gazed at Freya. But my longing, my longing. He gazed at Freya again. Then at least allow me the help of my stallion, Shardofari. Those are our terms, and there are no others. And these are my terms, and there are no others. Odin, you're being too stubborn. What's wrong with allowing him to use his horse? How could that possibly affect the outcome? If we refuse, there'll be no bargain, and we'll have no part of the wall at all. In the end, Loki's argument prevailed. We swear to your terms. You shall begin work in the morning and have use of your horse. I will need safe conduct as long as I work on the wall, in case Thor should return home from fighting the trolls and fail to see matters with your wisdom. Long before morning, the builder started work. By the light of the new moon, he led Svadolfari down to where there were huge hunks and chunks and boulders of rock. Stuff that looked as though it would last as long as time itself. The builder brought with him a loosely meshed net, which he harnessed to his stallion and spread out behind him. He began to heave and shove massive slabs into the net. When he piled up a great mound of rock behind Svadolfari, he gathered up the net ends as though he were folding a great sheet and bellowed. At once, Svadolfari bowed his head. He dug his shoes into the earth and began to haul. Mustering his vast strength, he dragged the whole quaking mound up the slope. And as day dawned, the builder and his stallion, huffing in the freezing air, brought their load up beside the old broken wall of Asgard. He's hauled so much rock, it's barely daybreak. See how quickly he shapes and fits the boulders into the wall. How swiftly it grows. None but Thor could work at this pace. He must be a giant. All is lost. But see how much of the wall must still be fixed? Surely he won't be able to finish in time. Through the harsh winter, the builder worked on, in hail and savage wind and snow. The days grew longer, until only three remained before the beginning of summer. The builder had almost finished the wall, only the gateway was left. The gods and goddesses were no more able to keep away from the wall than moths from a flame. They stared at it for the hundredth time. They began to talk of nothing but the bargain. Then Odin called a meeting in Gladysheim. The high hall was filled with anxious faces and fretful talk. Freya was unable to stem her tears. The floor around her was flooded with gold. We must find a way out of this contract. Who suggested we should strike this bargain? How did we come to risk such an outcome? Freya married to a brute. The sky robbed of the sun and the moon, so we shall have to grope about, bereft of light and warmth. One by one, the gods all looked to Loki. Odin strode across the hall and grabbed the trickster by his shoulders. 
How was I to know? We all agreed. Odin tightened his grip. <laughs> we all agreed. Who suggested the builder should be allowed to have the use of his horse? Thor. You got us into this trouble, and you must get us out of it. Use your mind, Loki. We need a plan. Either the builder forfeits his wages, or you forfeit your life. Odin squeezed Loki's flesh and sinews until the sly one, the shape changer, dropped to one knee. <laughs> we shall take it all out of you, bit by bit. I swear, no matter what it costs me, I'll see the builder loses the wager. That evening, the builder led Svadalfari down toward the quarry with a certain spring in his step. I can finish this in no time at all, and I'll show them. As Svadalfari and the builder drew close to the quarry, a young mare sprang out of the thicket. The mare pranced up to Svadalfari. She danced around him and whisked her tail, and he began to strain at the long rein by which the builder was leading him. Get back here, you shaggy-haired, hot-looking he-goat! All through the night, the horses gambled, and the enraged builder tripped over roots and tree stumps as he gave chase in the half-light. So no stone was hauled from the quarry that night. The next day, not nearly enough material remained to build the first part of the gateway. Thanks to that stink-fart horse of mine, I shall not be able to finish in time. Then the anger churning inside the builder erupted. He burst out of his disguise and stood before the watching gods and goddesses. A towering brute of a rock giant in an explosive rage. A giant! Our deal is null and void. Bring me Thor Odinson. A trick. Cheated by a gang of gods. Those were the builder's last words. Then Thor paid him his wages. A single blow from the hammer Mjolnir that shattered the giant's skull into a thousand fragments and dispatched him to the endless dark of Niflheim. A number of months passed before Loki, the shape-changer, was seen in Asgard again. When he returned, strutting over the Bifrost and blowing a raspberry at Heimdall, he was leading an eight-legged grey colt named Slipnir. What a magnificent creature! Take him. I bore him and he'll bear you. You'll find he can outpace and outrun all the horses in Jotunheim. No horse will ever be able to keep up with him. Thank you, Loki. Welcome back to Asgard. On this horse, you'll go wherever you want. He can gallop over the sea and through the air. He'll bear you down the long road to the land of the dead and back to Asgard again. Loki, thank you. Thus, Odin allowed Loki to remain in Asgard, despite his misgivings. I hope you enjoyed the tale. When you return, perhaps I will tell you another. The tale of The Building of Asgard's Wall was reinterpreted by Lisa Watson. For more information on Anansi Storytime, visit us at spiderstorytime.com. Follow us on Twitter at Anansi Storytime and like us on Facebook at Anansi Storytime. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Yeah. Thor. <laughs> <laughs>